The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Partially Examined Life, a philosophy podcast by some guys who were at one point set on doing philosophy for a living, but then thought better of it. This is Mark Linsenmeyer talking to you from Madison, Wisconsin. This is Seth Paskin in Austin, Texas. This is Wes Allen in Boston, Massachusetts. This is Dylan Casey in Middleton, Wisconsin. This is a podcast about philosophy, philosophers, and philosophical texts. So the reading for today that we all supposedly looked at is, of course, The Apology by Plato. We are reading Martin Heidegger's Being and Time. We've read Machiavelli's The Prince, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, Werner Heisenberg's Physics and Philosophy, Kierkegaard, Spinoza, Taoist philosopher Chuang Tzu. The intricacies of all 85 essays in the Federalist Papers via Big Bird. Cognitive science, pragmatism, neurophilosophy. The relationship of philosophy and theology. In each episode, we focus on a short reading or text that introduces at least one big philosophical question, concern, or idea. What's a philosophically astute approach to political matters? How do we ask the question of the meaning of being? What effect should the avant-garde have on our understanding of what art is? Is it reasonable to believe in God? What are the philosophical implications of quantum physics? Which kind of power comes to dominate a society? What is a relation? What is it that I'm going to be? What is wisdom? What is God? I want the answers, though. I want the answers. <laughs> Kierkegaard certainly thought that Christianity was the one religion that bridges the finite and the infinite. You know, we often complain in America about the rich having too much power and corporatism. Well, really, according to Machiavelli, they really should have some definite outlet for their power. Otherwise, they're just going to take over. I'm sympathetic to Hume's compatibilism. The idea is that, yes, you can be motivated. You can have a certain type of personality and predispositions, which are the results of power in some sense, right? And that doesn't really mean that you're not free. He's effectively destroyed the notion of transcendence, at least as far as God or some concept of God is concerned. Descartes' criterion for substance is virtually the same as Aristotle's subject criterion. He defines substance as that whose existence does not depend on other things. It's easy to identify the source of power when you're looking at a model of sovereignty or the spectacle of punishment. We have some ground rules we've been giving ourselves for these discussions. We do not assume any prior philosophical knowledge, not that you've taken a course, not that you've read the text that we're talking about. Number two, no gratuitous name dropping. Number three, we shall be rigorous and exact in all that we say, except in the case we're not doing so. Seems like it would be... Awesome. Just seemed to be a lot of metaphors to say, this wisdom is so cool. It's so much cooler than you could understand. Welcome, Eric, as our first guest panelist. Let me clarify. We don't necessarily, for our guests, find experts. We find people who are interested. That's our only expertise in some of these areas. Now, how do we prove you're not a Lucy Lawless impersonator? Yeah, I'm real Lucy Lawless. So, Katie, how did you get in on this? 
I am currently dissertating on Michel Foucault. Who are you, Dylan? Why did we ask you to do this? Well, I used to be a physicist. So as someone who successfully got through the PhD process, you should be disqualified from the show. I should be. (laughs) But because it wasn't actually in philosophy, it's okay. I've taught this book for four or five years, actually not in a a writing class, in a course on Nietzsche and Kant and contemporary political philosophy. Mm. And it's a fantastic book for discussion. I am a big fan of the show. And I'm essentially the Courtney Cox that you guys, as Bruce Springsteen, have uh, invited up onto the stage um, to to go ahead and dance with you guys for a while. Right. I have not yet reached your level of uh, transcending uh, graduate school. Perhaps someday in the future. Perhaps you'll drop out someday in the future. You never know. Maybe we can make it happen tonight. (laughs) Kierkegaard repeatedly throughout the book points out that a lot of people haven't even developed a self. So Du Bois is very concerned about black people being told that we have the wrong lips, the wrong hips, the wrong skin pigmentation, the wrong texture of hair. And he's very concerned about the power that these stereotypes hold over the black psyche. Mathematics is the manhood of logic. To do Taoist philosophy, and I put little quotes around that, is also to engage in Taoist spirituality, Taoist theology, Taoist mysticism. You read the Derrida in a few hours? Nine pages, right? Yeah. It's nine pages that you read over and over and over again. <laughs> if you're a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is meant to be educational, but not boring. Think about going out after school for drinks with friends to discuss what you've just been sleeping through in your class earlier in the day. Yes, this is the discussion in the dorm room, not the lecture hall. I actually, I had a professor actually say, all right, today, class, we're talking about tattooing. You should just be able to say Merry Christmas to anybody because the fact that I say Merry Christmas doesn't mean I have any belief in Christ or the mass. It's just Santa Claus and trees and crap You believe in Santa Claus. Don't worry about anything that might come out of your mouth. (laughs) Okay. I know that you're for adult listening only, according to uh, your website. (laughs) It's pretty racy. Wow, that's, oh God, that's deep, Mark. Well, you said a penis growing out of your forehead. That would be funny. It's not a real deformity. A penis growing out of a forehead is a hilarious idea in a movie. I think if someone really had a penis growing out of their forehead, that's tragic. I'm sure, you know, (laughs) I mean, we're laughing now, but their life would be ruined. So you can be really rude about your colleagues and I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) Am I to take that as encouragement? (laughs) Bush should have been the head of the army too. He should have he should have been at the forefront with a saber saber in hand, leading the tanks in this book, which mixes information about say Homer with uh, Britney Spears anecdotes. It's an uphill battle for all of these diligent and industrious philosophers of science who have to fight against real scientists who think they don't know what they're talking about. Which I thought was ironic, since my opinion was always that. Scientists were always lousy philosophers and shouldn't be around making philosophical (laughs) proclamations. So I can confidently say that while the unexamined life may not be worth living, the constantly, strenuously, annoyingly examined life sucks. So we welcome you and thank you for joining us 